Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it, football, Ric Flair. Woo! 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. The Longhorns take a loss in the Alamo Bowl, a disappointing one. We'll get to it, break it all down from every angle. We'll slap it up, flip it, and rub it down. We got NFL uh, previews coming up. We'll talk about the Cowboys beating the Titans. Last night on Thursday night football, we'll get into that at the top of the four and the top of the six o'clock. We got a hard knock life. Got it coming up at four thirty. Rods round the day coming up for you at five thirty, and we got a college football playoff preview coming up in the six o'clock. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the forty acres to chase his dream and the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man. It's a breeze, Mike. Hardball hard. What's going on, brother? Man, oh man, oh man. We we talked about it on the pregame yesterday. Are we gonna look at this as an end of the season game, or is this a look into the future game? I don't know which one we got, but I'm glad we're here to talk about hmm. it so you can help talk me off that ledge. I know people are still <laughs> upset at my man Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. but he is continuing to do his things, and the Cowboys are winning, so hate all you want. As long as we're getting that victory in that mm-hmm. left-hand column. Yes. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, 
the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate that intro as always, and it will be the last intro I get in the 2022 year because it's yes, the sir. last show, Football Don't Lie, of 2022. So let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP. He's the idealionaire, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know he's underpaid. And also the owner of our favorite unofficial mascot, Lou's here today. Lou, shout out. My man, Patrick Davis. What's going on, brother? Uh, one more show. Let's hit it. Yeah, one more show today, uh, and we'll make sure that uh, we got the full Monty's. Go yeah, worry about yep, that. Yep. We got the full Monty's. We know we were an abbreviated show yesterday, and we had the pregame, um, and unfortunately, um, <laughs> the Longhorns not able to give us the dub that we all predicted they'd get against the Washington Huskies, but we'll get to that and break it down here. You, obviously, the, the heartbeat of this thing, the post of it, hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. Also, you can hit us up via Twitter. All my tweets out there, hit us up. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. And my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen, let's just, all right, let's dive right in. <laughs> Postmortem. Yeah. If I told you before this game, any Longhorn fan, that the Longhorn defense would hold the Washington Huskies, the most prolific and the top passing offense in the country, to 27 points, and that um, Quinn Ewers would have this stat line, 31 of 47, 369 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, 7.9 yards per attempt. If I'd given you just those two little nuggets, all right, prior to, if, I, if I'd went back in time, tapped the flux capacitor, all right, and went back in time and found a way to uh, you know, get that, you know, they had the uh, the sports almanac. Yep, yep, there the it future. is. Boom, there I it brought is. that and had that, that? had little info there. Got it. I don't even know if they still make those things. But if I'd given you that information, Harge, would you have predicted that the Longhorns would win? Hell, you probably would have predicted they'd cover. They would have covered. They would have <laughs> covered, they would have won, and somebody would have jumped in the river down there on the <laughs> river walk. Somebody would have done that, and it would have been a great time. We would have all been excited. We would have been drinking the Kool-Aid. And as we talked about in the opening and what we talked about yesterday, this looks like a bright future for the University of Texas. Not saying it's still not bright, because those numbers that you just read would lead me to yeah, believe it would be like, oh, man, we're, we're ready for 23. Expectations are high again, as always. I mean, that's what be. we do. That's be. what we do. That's the standard here. Mm-hmm. But then you go back and you look at it and you go, uh-oh. What's the final score? Oh. Longhorns lose <laughs> twenty-seven to twenty to the Washington Huskies, um, and it's straight. It was eerie because prior to the the game, we played the cuts from Keandre Colburn and Jalen Ford, who said that and that the team on their schedule that most resembled Washington to them was Texas Tech, Lost. and the and of course yeah, <laughs> and, and and the big issues that Texas and you know we'll just start with a lot of different things, but two, some of the biggest issues that Texas had in that game versus Tech, and we'll get to the specifics and the data, uh, was getting off the field, G O T F, yeah, get off the field, yes sir. And the defense didn't play bad. Just gave you the number. You held Washington to under 30 points. That's damn good. But they couldn't get off the field mm-hmm. and couldn't make enough plays. Um, and that's what it came down to. We talked about how Jalen Ford was making clutch plays in clutch time and late down the stretch of the season. And that basically won games for Texas. They, they didn't find a way to make some of those clutch plays down the stretch for the defense. And they couldn't get off the field. And they didn't make splash plays. Zero tackles for loss. Zero. Zero. Which is not 
what we expected from this team because of the success that they had all season. Yeah, They were in the backfield a lot. They were having tackles for loss. And we talked about this on the pregame yesterday as well. The the reason why the success of Washington was going to be predicated on how you did on first down, getting them to third and long, was because they were one of the best teams on first down. They definitely are one of the best teams in the country. We got to see that firsthand on third down, so you needed to get them off the field. GT, get off the field. GOTF. And I, yeah. I'm not starting with the defense, Brian, because I think the defense actually did. They, no, they, that they was did. winning football. That my, was winning football. I, that yeah. My point of starting the show with those two stats is the defense played winning football, and I think Quinn Ewers played winning football. Now, did they get help? from teammates and did they get help from their head coach that's a discussion I think that we'll dive deeper into let's start with where we started yesterday uh, the biggest storyline of the Alamo Bowl was Bijan and Rojo your best player the best running back in the country one of the best running backs hell that Texas has seen um, in, 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 in generations all right and also he is a game changer right not just yep. a guy that can move the chains but a guy can change the game and then you got Rojo the two stats that I brought up Brought this up yesterday. I said, it, it's strange to me when you do research on Rojo that Rojo actually broke tackles at a yep. higher rate than Bijan. You go look at the actual per, uh, broken tackle rate. He's actually led the country in broken tackle rate the last two years. And then you, then you look at Bijan, who set the pro football focus record last season, mm-hmm. this past season, for broken tackles. And, and, and I kept saying, man, it's just really tough to replace that. It is. Right? It's, 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 it's real. I made the comparison yesterday. You know, I, I expect Texas to still have a you know a decent running game, a you know a, an above average running game. Hell, even a formidable running game. But it just wasn't going to be the same without those two special, extraordinary players who both will be drafted to play on Sundays, and one will be drafted in the first round. And I think we saw that. Now, it, it, my comparison uh, last, uh, at least in the pregame and last ball, don't lie, was that it's. Essentially, it would be the running game for Texas would be like watching The Office without Michael Scott. Uh, some of those Will Ferrell episodes were really uncomfortable and bad and just awkward and not <laughs> funny at all, uh, but still watchable. All right, still something you can watch and be yeah. entertained by. Uh, I was wrong. Hell, th- that running game without Bo- without Bijan and Rojo, it was like Destiny's Child without uh, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland. Yeah. It was non-existent. Yeah, it w- yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't exist. They anymore. don't exist. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> right. It didn't. It didn't exist. Right. It was Destiny Child without Ro- without uh, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland. It was non. It was a non-factor. Yeah, and that did was, not matter. And that's the one thing that we were talking about, and I kept saying it. It was like we understand that they have some big shoes to fill, but this is who we got. This is it. This is this is what you have. So for you to not be able to try to figure out, we talked about. What uh, Rojo and Bijan was able to do was hide some of the warts, the mistakes that were being made, the mm-hmm. things that were, you could you can win a game with those two. Yeah. Last night, you still had an opportunity to win a game. You weren't going to be on the ground. So when you don't have that and you try to get the ball to your big play players and they don't make plays in that time, then you start to look at it even worse. Because it's like, oh, man, we could have kept them off the field because that was one of the things that we were talking about. They dominated the time of possession. And and Texas was still in the ball game. We had a bunch of drops. There were some times where the game could have changed. And we would have been still talking about the lack of running and the lack of productivity in the running game. But it would have been something that we were going to be able to look at. And something we adjust. We still have Cedric Baxter that is going to be coming here next year. So if you don't feel like Jonathan Brooks or – Jaden Blue, by the way, why didn't he get any playing time? 
I don't know. We ran with Keelan Robinson. He, he said he said all three were going to play. He sure did. And all three did not play. And I got it. My first criticism of Sark. There'll be Come on, there'll be, a, there'll be a few I'm, on the show. I hope we're headed in the I, same direction. How he looked at Keelan Robinson and Jonathan Brooks side by side and said to himself. Keelan Robinson is the guy that should start that game and gives our running game the best chance to be successful. Thank you. To make that, I think it's just a dang coaching mistake. I just think you just, you know, it was an error in judgment, and I, I think it even played out in the game. Listen, Keelan Robinson is great, but Keelan Robinson is a complimentary piece you to it. the running game. All right, you said he is a side dish. He is mac and cheese. He is mashed potatoes and gravy. He Brown is, gravy, he, right? <laughs> <laughs> White gravy, whatever you like. Right? He is peas and carrots. Don't give me that for the main course. Thank I you. need something more substantive. I need chicken fried steak. All right, I need something more substantive. That's Jonathan Brooks. He's a more substantive back. Agree. All right. And for him to put Keelan Robinson out there to run in between the tackles, that's just a dang coaching mistake. That's this, just I, – I couldn't understand that. And that it, just didn't I, make any sense. Nobody could. That didn't make any sense to me. Because of what you said. It's Sorry. the fact that he is the gadget type of guy. You no build, no you, disrespect. You built your running game on mashed potatoes and gravy. And tell Come me on, right man. now. <laughs> and some people are allergic to starch. Let Come me just on, tell man. you what that. What are you doing? Listen, I, I, I thought the same thing, and especially in some of those short yardage situations, and you got him trying to bounce to the outside. I'm like, that's not what this is about, man. I mean, we all were sitting here thinking that this was going to be somewhat of a coming out party. Not a true coming out party, but again, this is your future. You, We talked about this. You have the exact same line of scrimmage that's going to be there. You're going to have your offensive linemen there. They're ready. You got your wide receiver. We don't know what's going to happen with that, but you have all your pieces. And your running backs are the ones that you are going to be working with. And I know that I think the reason why Sark decided to start him was the fact that when we go back and listen to his press conference, uh, Keenan Robinson, Keelan Robinson knows all of uh, everything about our team. I've known him since he was a freshman, yes. I, like a true freshman. That's true. That is that doesn't make him your starting running back. Especially in that type of game where we knew the physicality was going to be that. They got a good rest defense. They got a great rest yeah, in the country. Right. It's one of the best. And we and you just told us you're gonna be missing two big pieces of your success. Yeah. I'm still confused with it. I'm with you on that. Now listen, and we'll get into this conversation because during my hard knocks life, I'm gonna talk a little bit about this season and what I thought about it. But you sit here and, and I'm looking at next year. That was that was the whole thing. It's like, are you you ask the question, are we just playing out the season, getting it over with, or are we trying to build for next year? Oh, that, that was the that was the end of that's exactly this, this right. past season. That was the end of twenty twenty two. That looked and like that's the frustration that, that game that looked have. like Bijan and Rojo's team without Bijan and Rojo. That's exactly what it looked like. Which were still that's on what, the sideline. That, that's the entire what it looked game like too. to me. It was like it's like going to watch a Destiny Child show <laughs> back in the day without Beyonce and Kelly Rowland, and you wouldn't have been able you to got do Michelle that. Michelle Williams up there singing. They, yeah, once they pulled out, the, the the group imploded, and that's what happened to that running game. That running game was non-existent. And to me, for you know, like I said, that's a, that's the first mistake of the running game. Yep. The second one might have been just the. He, it seems like they ran the same plays they would run with Bijan and Rojo, and I'm like, what? Well, B. John Rose have very different skill sets than a Keelan Robinson and a Jonathan Brooks. Uh, and by the way, here's another criticism I have, too. Remember I told you guys, the number one personnel package for Texas this year, the most explosive, looking at explosive play rate, they're looking at yards per play, 
All right. If you're looking at yards per attempt, looking at completion percentage, I'm talking about the best overall personnel package was 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end. You know how many times you saw it in that game? Zero. Right. Zero. It was arguably the least creative game I've seen from Sark this season. Right. No 20, no 21 personnel, no, no, oh, no 6 0 line package, no say, Big oh, 12. And I that think was that was no, because uh, Carrick left and they didn't I have thought, a backup. Thought, I thought you just. Exactly。Who got a scene? Who you talking about? What is going on? What are we talking about here? Well, for the record, what is going on? No twenty, no twenty-one. I saw number one personnel package. Your six O line package was a big part of your game plan all year long. You got a really deep group of offensive linemen,
three or four different cheat codes working at one time, <laughs> trying to confuse the defense, giving them stuff to process, and he ends up a guy ends up boom breaking a big one. That's the the fourth and one when he put, yes. puts Casey Kane yes. in the backfield. Yeah, he's done that with Xavier Worthy during the year. But he doesn't play the hits. I always say he'll he'll have a hit song. He's a one hit wonder guy. You'll never see it again. <laughs> exactly. Rest of the game, you're like, hey, what happened to that play? That guy was running wide open. Nah. But yeah, you, we ran it once. I checked it off. But you will run the same one when when it's when it's not working. Oh, when it, yeah, Xavier Worthy deep. I'll run that again. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't play the hits. He plays the songs nobody likes. Right. I don't get that. That's too. So, but that was a creative play. That was a schematic advantage. He's got to learn now. You got less Bijan, less Rojo. They need more Sark and less Steven. Yes. Right. Steven is yes. mild mannered. Steven runs the ball 18 times for 51 yards and doesn't use a lot of, as my man, I love the way Patrick said, almost sa- self sabotaging Sark. <laughs> I don't want to do it. He's almost sabotaging Sark's running yeah. game. I'm going to be vanilla and lame, and we're going to throw it deep. No, 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 no. No, no, no. And, and I think you saw a lot of Sark when it came to the way he was game planning the passing game. Yeah. I, I thought he did a great job. Early on, we did see the deep one. To X Man, yes, couldn't resist did. himself. All right, he yeah. had to. He had to get it out of his system. Let me do this. Let, Let me, me do, do this. this. I want to show y'all we got it. We've been practicing the whole time, and we've been telling y'all that our accuracy is better. We're gonna show y'all right now. He had to get it out of his system. It's okay yeah. because he settled down, and I think they had just two deep balls in the first half. Yeah, and then and they didn't complete any of them. I think they threw the ball deep seven times, had one completion, and that was the hail mary. Yep. That was it. That was it. But Sark did not fixate it on it, and it didn't. He didn't allow it to take Quinn out of his game. He still game planned a lot of easy completions yeah. for Quinn, which Sark we've been Sark, begging for. Yes, yeah, Sark gave him yep. a ton of credit for that, man. Yep. Sark did a great job. Yep. Agreed. Basically, making his quarterback comfortable, getting him in a rhythm, and keeping him confident throughout the game. And I thought Quinn just made some plays. Quinn yep. went out there just made some, that scramble. That when was he huge. Up, that scramble uh, that to, huge. to to, to, to X Man the scramble drill. That yep. was great. He just he, he himself made some plays. I saw growth. It was, whether the offense, he's going to be the offense by day in the future, I don't know. But I did see a positive exponential growth on his part. And, yes, it's a loss, but that's something Longhorn fans should be really excited about. I, I agree with you on that. And, and the, ch- the chance that he's had to make some decisions, and he showed that he did put the work in. He mm-hmm. did put the time in. I'm good with that. There's still some things he needs to clean up, and you talked about it last night. It, you you got to do it this offseason. That's got to be your main goal yeah. is your footwork. That is all of it because we see you got a golden arm, man. You were putting the ball in spots where guys were supposed to catch that and they were supposed to make plays. It's the same thing that we talked about at the very beginning of the year. Put it in their hands and let them go to work. It doesn't have to be 70 yards in the air. It can be five yards in the air, and they take it 70. Mm -hmm. They can do that. You have those types of playmakers, but they got to catch the ball. They have to work on that. And I go back to what you were talking about, about Brendan Marion. I need to know what the work is on catching the passes. I'm with you. That's, that's... Because this dude was a freshman All-American last year. And now we come back and now we're questioning a lot of things in clutch time. And then remember early in the season, Casey Kane had a great time. Great game yesterday, 108 yards, yeah. big play, 49 of it. But you sit there and you say, remember, he had a big drop earlier in the year where he was coming across the middle, Mm -hmm. that would have been a big play. You know, Jordan Whittington. Jordan Whittington dropped Uh, the pass last night. And everybody's like, man, Jay Witt. Man, Jay Witt's probably not engaged in the game because he he don't get passes. You know, if you want guys like that, I mean, I don't don't think that's who he is, but I'm just saying, like, okay, my man is not the one that you're looking for every single time, and the targets don't go that way. I just wish that as we watched this game and we looked at what Coach Sark, Steven, at this point, 
How did he go so vanilla and not take advantage of this? Because, number one, this is a team that you used to coach. You used to coach Washington. And you want to go back to this bowl game and you want to be – I don't care who it is. Like, you always bring up the the, the, the fact, Rob, when you got your ex-girlfriend over there, you don't want her looking better than when she was when she was with you and with a better dude. You want to be the dude still. That's how they looked. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you know, they look like the dude. <laughs> they look like the dude. They did. I mean, it's it was unfortunate because uh, essentially Texas got outplayed uh, and outcoached. Yep. That's Again, and that's the conversation yeah. we weren't expected to have at this point in the season. Yeah. Uh, they got outplayed and outcoached. I mean, just that's look important. at that. Just look at that timeout for the, the fake punt where it was where they think it where Sark thought it was a fake oh. punt and you're running guys out there. But he calls it before they even get set. So you're like, man, you probably could have waited. They may even had to lay a game. They weren't really getting out there that fast. There was a lot of confusion going on, and he calls that timeout. It ends up hurting you way more than you think it will because yeah. they go ahead and get it on the fourth down. And now at the end of the game, you're one timeout less because you had to burn it there. That's a great point. But and that's just yeah. but that's yeah. one of those things where you're like, man, you need to be on top of that. That you they basically were behind and they were messed up and not deciding. Michael Pittix didn't walk off the field until there was like 15 seconds on the game clock because yeah. he wanted to go for it. And then they're probably running a fake, which I get, but you need to know that and go, hey man, be ready for the fake. They're right in that area. That's a great point. That's that yeah, getting awareness. out coach thing. That's that awareness, yes. they, the, the feel of the game. And I think for, for the players, too, I mean, Quinn's going to get better at this. But remember, uh, I think it's third and five uh, late in the game, Texas going in. This is right before the last field goal they had. Uh, so next to the last drive of the game, second to the last drive of the game, I should say. And uh, they have 12 men on the field. Yep. Uh, one of their D linemen it tries to run off the field. Yep. I know there's oh. a I know there's a call for a quick hike. I know Snap there is. Oh. You gotta have it. We all a, have yeah, it. Yeah, there's a every every offense has high school offense has a call exactly. for a quick hike. Like we got them, let's go. And oh man, and they, they just watched them. They watched him run off the field. Were you yelling at the TV like that? I was. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody. I was, was. yelling at the TV. It's like you got him. You got a first down right here. I'm watching the red. I'm watching the up. You be like, I'm making sure the ump's not sitting on top of the ball to yep. be like, oh, you subs too late, so they subs too. No, it was nobody knew. They were just casually kind. Looking to the sideline, oh. I'm thinking to myself, just quick snap it, just quick snap, snap it, it. just You're snap good. it, be good. Yep. And then you get to, oh, yeah, it was so th- th- there was some, of the, but I, you know, that's inexperience on, on Quinn U's part, so I'm, he'll get better with that. Uh, but that's just awareness. I think there were some moments like that in the game for Texas. Honestly, this is what it comes down to for Sark. Sark has got to learn how to win the chess match. That game was there for a while to be won. For for real. Yeah. Washington, they had they they, they controlled the game for, for most of the game, but your defense gave you a chance. Mm-hmm. And that game was there to be won. It was not enough of a you know schematic advantage by the coaches. There's a reason I went and looked it up. So if you go look at Sark's win percentage versus coaches who win at least sixty percent of their games or more, uh it's around forty percent. Yep. So when he that's that's the uh, you know that's I believe that's the the bar the criteria to get into the Hall of Fame. That's why people are upset because Mike Leach I think is at fifty nine percent of something like 59.6. that fifty nine point six fifty nine point six. So hell round up for Mike Leach because yeah. he's Mike Leach. But when you consider you know hey um, if that's a, considered to be a good coach, I think Sark's around fifty five percent maybe a winning percentage his entire career. So he's slightly above average. But when he faces a what's considered a good head coach winning sixty percent of the games, he only wins forty percent of the time. Yeah. 
and he's winning probably close to 72% of the time when he faces coaches who are sub 600 coaches. Sub, sub, sub 60%. Uh, and, and this is what we talked about. of He's where, 13 and 12 at the University of Texas. Let's yeah. not let's not get it No, and th- But this is what we talked about plenty of times about how we wish he could get a play caller to help him to just take some of this so he has more situational awareness instead of being wrapped up in the smaller details, kind of take a bigger picture. And that's where you're like, in the offseason, if you can find somebody, whether you're not going to hire a play caller, we know you're not, Sark, but if you could find somebody to help have the little details so that when a player is running off the field, you're yelling at your team to snap the ball so that, hey, man, if they're running the punt team out there and you go, hey, man, it's probably fake, just somebody out there to help you with that big picture stuff, yeah. That those are the little mistakes where you're like, man, that's that's three points. That's seven points. That's like that's the game. Yeah, those the little game. plays are yeah. that's the, <laughs> game. Those are the game. And, and plays, when you talk yeah. about a chess match, that's hey man, I moved my pawn wrong at the beginning and now I lose. Don't you're making those mistakes. That's yeah. exactly right. And he and, and that's why, you know, you got what, five one score losses now. I um, mean and, that, and that's that's growth, that is potential. Um, but I went and looked at it this year, he's three and four versus coaches who have a sixty plus percent winning percentage as coaches and he's five and one versus the yep. ones who are below yeah. so he's beating the coaches he's supposed to beat but when he faces and, and think about it texas had a better team than oklahoma state we know that now oh okay. for sure texas should have been the beginning of the oklahoma state meltdown yep it shouldn't have happened after texas agree agree and yeah he's a, and, and mike gunn is he, he's one of the good coaches you should have beat yeah. that team you should have beat that team all right and joey mcguire turns out he'll joey mcguire ended up being a damn good coach too still should have beat texas tech right. too so i mean I just it's just getting out coached here and there and you know that's i think something he's got to work on right now he's at 56 percent winning percentage as a coach 74 percent winning percentage versus coaches who win less than 60 percent of their games or in career have won less than 60 percent of the games and a 40 percent winning percentage versus coaches who have won more than 60 percent of their games you Going to the SEC. Yeah. A lot of good coaches. Yeah. There's a lot of good coaches, and yeah. they want to beat the hell out of you, Got period, yeah. because you're the new kid on the block, and you can't come in here half-stepping. So your creativity better start now. Yeah. Because exactly you, right. can't, you can't have that. Yeah. Because they will try to embarrass you. Yeah. I just think, Sark, those flashes we see of his offensive brilliance, they yeah. shouldn't be flashes. There should not be. They need to be more consistent. <laughs> All right. But 100%. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we come and eh, if you want to talk about Xavier Worthy. That's a, a whole segment in itself about Xavier Worthy. I, I get it. I, I, my thing, Xavier Worthy, is he's just not focused. He's got a lot going on. When yeah. Xavier Worthy was focused on getting better and being the best player he could be his freshman year, he was awesome. One of the best receivers in the country. Think about all the things that we've heard about and seen from Xavier mm-hmm. Worthy lately. He's worried about a lot of other things that than ain't. being the best player he can be. I know this from other sources, too, but he's just got a lot going on. And honestly, he shouldn't. So w- let me ask you this <laughs> he question. He needs to be worried about just being the best player he can be. So tell me, what's what's the what's your saying about the University of Texas? You There's play? some guys who come to university uh, to play for the University of Texas, and others who come to play at the University of Texas. Don't be the latter. D- thank you. Appreciate and, you. And Doc. I think he's going trending. He's going to the yeah trending. Yeah, toward the latter. Yeah. <laughs> trending. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. Uh we'll get to more of that. We'll talk NFL when we come back week uh 17 look ahead in the preview all of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie 1049 Horn. Welcome back. 
back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday. That means we play jams from local bands and artists that you can hear live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Bob Schneider. And he is playing. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of New Year's Eve shows Saturday. Nice. New Year's Eve, if you want to go check out some live music. Uh, he's playing a show Saturday at the Paramount Theater. It's good stuff. There you are go. you going to be you working this weekend, Patrick, or are you just oh, going to be I'm, I'm hanging, hanging out, out watching football? Blood. You mean, because it's football day, too. Yeah. Yes. We got college football playoffs on Saturday, so it's going to yeah. be. It's going to start early and just kind of roll through. I it's love an it. amazing football weekend. Oh, you I'm so excited. College football playoffs on Saturdays. Yeah, and then Sunday is going to full slate of NFL games. Yeah. So it'll be great, too. And then Monday um, night. No, we'll know by Monday what's going to be exactly. happening. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's, a, it's a great football weekend. Sadly, it's um, you know one of the last yeah. football weekends that we're going to have. <laughs> that is a little sad. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to the football weekend. As a matter of fact, we talk about some of the NFL games. Right now we're watching the uh, – man, is this a Tax Slayer, tax slayer tax Gator Bowl? Yep, yep. Uh, Notre Dame right now getting – look like they're maybe going in to score third and goal right now. They are down 21-7 to to South Carolina. Yeah. Ooh, but, nope, not going in to score. Take no. that back. No, they might be kicking the field goal. <laughs> well, they might, they might be getting a score they're not going in the score. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll keep you updated with that. Uh, yeah, we've got bowl games going on as and we And then UCLA is beating Pittsburgh right now, 28-14, to 14, uh, five minutes and 50 seconds left in the third quarter. I mean, El Paso Sun Bowl, Bucky's favorite bowl. El Paso Sun Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It Tony, the, the Tony the Tiger yeah. Sun Bowl. Because it's great. Oh. <laughs> is it really now the Tony the Tiger Tony Sun Bowl? Tony the Tiger. Uh, we, we did miss the grossest bowl of them all, the Which Duke's Mayo, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, it's disgusting. When they have them just eating mayo oh on things, oh. it's so disgusting. I would have opted out of that bowl because I hate. They, had, they already know you wouldn't have been in there. <laughs> they, had, they had a video I of a guy. Opted out. I opted out of that bowl. They had a video of a guy that was like disgusting. Duke's a uh, hundred like millionth fan yeah, or something like that, that and he's just got a big spoon and a thing of mayo and he's no. just eating it. No. Ugh. I was yeah, like, yeah, if I was straight. your million fan, if I was a million person to show up at that game, they'd be like, hey, you want to eat this? I'm like, y'all y'all just walk away with that. that <laughs> I is, came here to watch football, <laughs> oh, not man. vomit on people in front of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that is, uh, that's pretty gross. I'm not going to lie. You're right, about, you're right yeah. about that. That's the grossest bowl, no question. Yeah, the most delicious bowl would probably be the Chick-fil-A bowl. There it me. is. There it's you go. Very delicious. I, I would like to go to that Chick-fil-A bowl. Chick-fil-A peach bowl. Chick-fil-A peach bowl. That's right. Yeah, I want to go to that bowl, so I'm sure they would just kind of Shower you in Chick Fil A all damn day. There's nuggets everywhere. <laughs> Love that. Just living the nug life. The nug life. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Uh, let's get to some NFL headlines. So apparently the Eagles are still mulling over their quarterback choice whether they're gonna uh, play uh, Jalen Hurts or start Gardner Minshew. I seem to think they'll probably start Minshew if they haven't decided by now. I, I believe they, that um, Jalen Hurts has been you know limited, um, but, right? And they're still. And I think that I think it's all right. I think it's all psychological games, pretty much. I think this is them trying to play with their opponent, force them to have to prepare for both quarterbacks. But uh-huh. I, I think honestly, in the end, I think Gardner Minshew will start again because Gardner Minshew is, you know, he's serviceable, more than serviceable actually. Yeah, like he probably could start for a lot. Hell, I think the Tennessee Titans would love to have a Gardner. I, I Minshew. I think the Saints would like a Gardner Minshew. Saints would like a Gardner <laughs> Minshew. Yeah. Uh, so for the Eagles who are going up against the Saints, uh, who I think they're hosting the Saints, so it's in Philadelphia. That also is another reason I think they'll start Gardner Minshew. Let Jalen Hurts come back completely healthy. The, right now, the Vikings are the only threat to them in that number one seed. But I don't think you know, Vikings are twelve and three. Um, that they're thirteen and two, so that's a possibility. But the Vikings got the Packers, and they got to go on the road yep. play Green Bay. Green Bay, they, 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 if they win saying, out, yeah, you gonna see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And I did not think that, that was possible. And who wants that though? You know what I'm saying? No, that's what I'm saying. If you're a Cowboys fan, you don't want that. You don't want that. The NFL wants that because you know who the NFL doesn't want in Dan Snyder. 
Uh, yeah, that's a very good. And hey, look, and I think Dan Snyder doesn't want to be in either because they're starting Carson Wentz this weekend. And maybe so, that's why Ron Rivera did it. That's maybe right. that's why Ron Rivera did it. That's right. Uh, yeah, because I don't know why that's happening. I, Taylor Heineke didn't play that bad. Uh, he At did all. have a bad game, but they got to play the Browns um, um, this weekend. And yeah, it's a big game for the Commanders. I mean, that's a game they got to win. They have keep their to playoff win. hopes yep. alive. Mm-hmm. So they're rest, they're resting their playoff hopes and dreams on. Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Co- Commander Wentz is wow. trying to make I will it happen. Tell, I have two theories about this now because I've been trying to figure it out because most of the time things make sense and this one just blatantly doesn't. So one is that the veteran leaders came in and were like, this Heineke kid, he don't have respect for it. He's not – like, we don't okay. trust him. And the veterans went be. to Ron Rivera and were like, look, we'll tell the rest of the locker room this is what it is, but he ain't handling his business in the locker room right. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just saying that's no, a theory. reason that would make sense. That's a theory. Because Heineke's done some things where he's yelling too much and doing that where they may be like – Man, you need to calm down. Mm-hmm. So that but I've also seen them grill him well, out. I, and, I think I think the Jordans. young guys like him. I'm saying the yeah, veterans. The yeah, some guys. of the veterans okay. may not be a okay. fan. So that may be it. Or Ron Rivera knows the only way he's keeping his job is to win a playoff game. And he knows Heineken ain't going to beat the Eagles. But he thinks maybe if I bring Carson Wentz back and I get him two wins and then I get him against his old team, maybe mm. I can make magic. Now, that seems crazy, too, but he's a gambling man. He is a so gambling man. So maybe his theory is, look, Heineke ain't going to beat the Eagles, and we know that because he's barely beating bad teams. Yeah. He's so, definitely not going to beat the Eagles. So we know he's not. But maybe if we get Carson Wentz two wins under his belt, maybe somehow he goes back and plays a game of his life because he hates the Eagles. Uh, that man based some strong hatred. That's got to be some <laughs> I don't think either, neither one of those make – but those are like – 20% possibility chances, which is the best I can come up with in <laughs> no, two days of trying to figure it out. I like, I like your first theory, though, better than the second, better yeah. than the other one. I do. I like that's a It makes sense. And it, the honestly, veteran, that, the veteran the, move. If a veteran, that, yeah. The veterans came to him and was like, nah, man, he ain't, he's he's not taking care of business. No, like, like the old like, line and working, stuff like that. Like he's not working at his craft. He doesn't communicate really with all those things. Like this is a lucky streak, basically. Is what yeah. So I, I, I'm with you. That could be something. Because I'm with you. I, I think for Carson Wentz, he's always struggled with winning over the locker room. Yep. And that's why this this is a surprising move because in Philadelphia, struggled to win the locker room twice with Nick Foles and with the Jalen Hurts. Um, struggled to win over the locker room when he was with the Indianapolis Colts to the point where the you know even the owner was like, he's got to go after one year because they yep. couldn't make the playoffs after having to beat the the Jags. Urban Myers Jags. Not the, the, uh, not, Urban yeah, Myers yeah, not, Jags. Not the, not, the, not the Doug Peterson Jags. Not, I'm talking not, about the Urban the Myers Jags. Improved Jags. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Some, that's like, that's like uh, the 2021 Longhorns compared to the 2022 <laughs> Longhorns. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Already. So, I, yeah, I, I think that maybe, yeah, it's got to be something to the locker room thing because if I am Ron Rivera, I don't make that move unless the locker room Agreed, to signs man. off on yeah. it to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah. yeah, and I could like, and that's their deals. I could believe veterans would go in and go, we will tell the locker room what's up. Yeah. We will tell these young guys, hey, man, we're doing this for this reason. Rather than Ron Rivera have to walk in and be like, hey, your best friend's demoted. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause they lie to we had to get rid of your homie. Hey, he's got that juice, man. He's got that juice he does. for sure. He does. Um, the, uh, the 49ers are going to play your Raiders, Patrick. Raiders, obviously, a big topic of discussion because Derek Carr not only benched, but now we have no idea what the future is for Derek Carr and the Raiders because he left the team. Yep. So I, that's a that's another question for another day. But Jared Stidham's going to start. I've, why would they do this to Jared Stidham? This seems like a cruel joke. This is a to this, start to start Jared Stidham versus the best defense in the league. This is his initiation to the league. This is hey man, we're going. You're trying to get into a fraternity. And they say, you know what we're going to do, man? He's been hazed. We've been hazed right now. We're we're going to put you out there. It feels like it. Yeah. Because the 49ers defense, dude, it is, I mean, it has not 
I think they had one bad game. It was versus Kansas City. Right. This yeah, year. and it was earlier this that year. Was, and that was that. one bad game they had, and it was Mahomes yeah. who might win the MVP. I think Josh McDaniels is just that stupid, that he's that confident. He's like, man, if I get my quarterback in, we, we run my system. He does know we're the Patriots win it. And you're like, hey, is your, is your quarterback Tom Brady? <laughs> then the Patriots ain't done nothing without Tom Brady. <laughs> right. So I don't want to hear it. He is. He knows the system because they just drafted him with the Patriots. Yeah. And they drafted him, stood him higher than I thought. What was he? A, he was a fourth-round pick. Pick, yeah. I thought, right? Yeah. No, and he came to the Raiders. Like, he's Josh McGowan's or Josh McDaniels or. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Josh McDaniels. That's his guy. Hand picked guy. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. You, you better be right. He, he, hey, praying he's hey right. you better be right because Devontae Adams ain't happy. Ooh. You got Josh Jacobs. You turned down his fifth year option. Yep. That team could go implode real quick Man. if you make the wrong moves here. Yeah, yeah Stidham the, was a fourth round pick out of uh, out of Auburn, and he remember he went to Baylor. Went to Baylor, yeah, and then initially. he went to Auburn. Yeah, you're right about yeah. that. Um, yeah, so Jerry Stidham versus the 49ers. That's for it's not. I mean, some of these games they're not big games, really. I mean, huge games. I think the the other big game, I guess you can throw out there. Well, it's a Monday night game, so it's not mm-hmm. even Sunday, which we'll talk about, I guess, because we won't be here Monday. That's right. Um, Bills at the Bengals. Now, this is this, this is this is prime time game. This yeah. is the game you want to see. This will be a separator. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in in the kind of the MVP discussion too, because mm-hmm. Josh Allen still may be in that discussion. Joe Burrow may be trending in that. discussion. I think Joe Burrow is is one of those outliers that if you want to put some money on something, I would put it on Joe Burrow right now because of the fact of what he's been able to do with this team. And, again, this is back-to-back seasons yeah. that he's done it. That's true. Led his team to the Super Bowl being the most sacked quarterback. If, if he can do this again, it's amazing. you can't tell me he doesn't deserve to be one of the top guys in the consideration for the MVP. Yeah. And no, he I, just lost his lineman. Yeah, Lyle Collins yeah. just left again, got hurt. Uh, no, you are right about that, man. I, I'm going to pick the Bengals, man, Joe Burrow. I think they're, yeah. I think they're hot. I think they're getting hot at the right time, just like Hart said, just around the same time they got exactly. hot last year. Um, and Jamar is, Chase is back healthy. Yeah, and the Bills have not looked great the last few weeks. They look good. Exactly. They, they yeah. haven't looked. They've been they haven't looked enough. great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, but I'll give another one. Panthers. Panthers. Uh, Buccaneers. That's a big. This game. is hey. This is a division. Oh, like this wow. is a playoff deciding game. How? <laughs> yeah, but you're I right. know, but hey, man, <laughs> yeah, you're right. could the Panthers? Who Matt Rule just drove dove in the ground. They trade away their top player, and now they're making a playoff run. Shout out to Deontay Foreman. Yep. I'm telling you. He's a big part of it too, man. You're right. They're playing really well. Uh so you're right. That's another big game because that division is just um it's it's definitely the worst division in football at this point. Yeah, the NFC South. yeah it is for Easily. sure. Easily. Because I think the are the Bucks gonna win it with a sub five hundred record. It's possible. Right? They are, gonna, yeah, they are right at the, they're gonna both, win it. Both teams. Both teams. Yeah, both teams right. are yeah, there. whoever wins it will probably have a sub five hundred record. <laughs> Yeah. But also, your your quarterbacks are Tom Brady and then other dudes. Yeah. Other dudes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah are here. You're right about that because uh, the best quarterback against the spread is Joe Burrow for my man. Yep. Hardest point. I think he is like something like 20-3 and three or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's amazing. In his last uh, like 23 games against the spread. So thanks, Texter, for the, uh, for the nugget there. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. Uh, we'll also uh, let you know about some, uh, some flex content that you uh, need to check out on the website. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The
512 Friday. We play jams from local bands and artists that you can hear live right here in the ATX, the live music capital of the world. Very talented human beings. And who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Moving Panoramas. They're part of a big New Year's Eve show happening at Hotel Vegas. Oh, Hotel Vegas. I like that. Nice. Nice name. Yeah. Uh, sounds cool. That's too cool for me, actually. I like it. <laughs> yeah, um, I stay away from downtown on New Year's Eve. Oh, That's a, man. You, you, you go out anywhere for New no, Year's? No, not really much. Because yeah. it's, it's expensive, too, man. It's amateur night. Yeah, and, like, I, I worked it for so many years. Oh, yeah. That's that true. it was a deal where I always made money on New Year's Eve. Like, I got paid on New Year's oh, yeah. Eve. I made good money. And then I, like, I spent money one year, and I was like, well, starting off my year, like, $1,000 down instead of $1,000 up. Yeah, it makes no sense. I, yeah, I don't, right. I, we, we did it a few times where, you know, you get like some, some reservations in some club or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm too old for that. So now sometimes I don't even make it to New Year's. I've slept through a couple of, uh, dry, you know, New Year's uh, celebrations. I've slept through a couple of midnights on New Year's. Trust me. That's your boy. <laughs> and, and and not 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 like I, I'm trying to stay up, but I'm just the old man takes over. Yeah. Uh, and like and it doesn't mean that much to me anymore. It's like it used to mean a lot to me. Now it actually doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, actually, keep it moving, man. As you get older, you're like, yeah, the new year. I'll see it in the morning. I part I party enough. <laughs> I'll see <laughs> that I'll I don't need it. to be sitting up all night. When it happens, yeah. Because yeah. as soon as they go, yeah, per for what? What am I doing? Now, <laughs> but I'm telling you, this one's different because college football is on all day. So I'm going to be hanging out That's with some, from friends watching football day. Oh, no. And we will probably be up at midnight still. Uh, no. Yeah, but I won't be. it won't be because of New no. Year's. It will just no. be because you were up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. no doubt. Uh, all right, let's get to the flex. FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Uh, go check it out because right now, I wouldn't check this out earlier today. My man uh, Snoop, 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 JJ Dunn, uh, Derek, and Zach Lucero, the crew, uh, they're doing a great job over there. And they actually now have up there uh, all super sophomore uh, selections. I like that. Uh, and then superlatives. They actually been, they got the list up for last year too if you want to check that out. Um, they actually have been doing this for a couple of years now and I think it's pretty cool. So the overall MVP, uh, they have a Cody Stover from Wimberley. Um, overall offensive MVP, they got Ed Small, who's a beast of wide receiver. Monster. Just a mo- he is. He yep. just, I can't Monster. believe he's a sophomore. That's, that's and unfair. he's a hell of a baseball player. Yeah, you too baseball. Commu- yeah. Commit, yeah. Um, uh, Gustavo Cardinal Cordova is the overall defensive co-MVP uh, out of Lake Travis, uh, along with Caleb Dickey out of Crockett. Uh, both those guys really good. But 19 sacks for Caleb Dickey. It's freaky. Um, and, yeah, so they got some great stuff. They go through, um, you know, overall uh, QBs and running backs, and they're, um, they go wide receivers. I mean, they go through every different position, offensive line too. And uh, they also get to some of the district selections for uh, some of their district picks for the super sophomore team here. So go check it out. It's really cool. It's really thorough and in-depth, too, is what I like about it. They even go there, all super sophomore team uh, selections. Yep. Uh, in addition to their uh, the kind of the nominations or their awards uh, for the super uh, sophomores, all district super, super superlatives, I should say, and also for the positional superlatives. So they do a really good job. I thought it was a really fun um, breakdown. So go check it out at flxatx.com because these uh, super sophomores, I'm sure, will be getting a lot of love on our all-flex watch list coming up uh, next season. Love it. All right. FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. All right. When we come back, we'll get into the Cowboys win over the Titans. It wasn't pretty and it wasn't supposed to be pretty. But they got it done. And I do believe they covered the number, Arch. They pushed. Ah, it was a push. Because it got to 14. It got right to 14. Yeah. Them damn Vegas yeah, wise guys. They know. They know. And they I, know. What was the over under? 40? 
40. It was like 40 and a half. 41. It was 41. 41. Man, that's the reason they build them casinos. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, we come back. And we went with all the injuries and everything, yes. too. Derrick Henry being yes. out and Tony Pollard being out. All right, we'll get to that and discuss it uh, from every different angle. Also, looking ahead to Week 17 in the NFL. All that more coming up right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.